You're listening to a podcast appearing on the Two Guys Talking Podcast Network. Have you ever had the feeling of being watched? Hidden eyes following you? A cold chill crawling up your spine? The hairs on the back of your neck standing straight up? Do you know what that is? It's fear. It's fear. Fear is the most basic human emotion tied into our instinct to survive. Fear gives us the means to overcome great odds or cripple us with paralyzing dread. Dread. But fear can also entertain. Turn off all the lights, lock your closet door, and ignore the sounds from beneath your bed. It's time for Two Guys Talking Horror. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Talk Talk About About Terrifying. I'm your host, as always, Nicholas J. Hearn, and across from me today, my brother from another mother, Diesel Adams. Diesel, how you doing? Oh, I am doing fantastic. How are you doing, kind sir? Kind sir. You are too kind to call me a kind sir. On today's show, clowns, man. I'm not clowning around. All I know is that this this could be the start of an epidemic, or this could be a publicity stunt gone wrong. Who knows? We will find out. Clowns. Happy clowns. Sad clowns. Angry clowns. Scary clowns. Dead clowns. We'll explain all of that and more later on. The dangers of trailers. There's so many trailers nowadays. Uh, movies get three, four, five. You get a teaser of a teaser trailer. Then you get your main trailer. Then you get your extended trailer. There's so many trailers. You realize that trailers I even have director's cuts now. There are director cuts trailers. And here's the thing. Sometimes the trailers are misleading. Sometimes they're showing us the way we're shown things isn't exactly what the movie is about. Or they show us way too much. And by the time we get to the movie, uh, we've seen the best parts from the trailer. And even the thing about misleading is... It can be a good thing. It could be a bad thing. Yes. Or it could be a stigma. It could actually follow a movie for the rest of its existence to where people don't understand what they're watching. And we'll talk about that later. Also, you know what? If it ain't broke, why the hell is Hollywood trying to fix it? Uh, I want to touch upon a subject that is very... uh, It's a sore subject to me. Once upon a time, I hated remakes. If you were remaking, rebooting, or even doing a prequel to something, I absolutely, I was against it. Completely. There was a lot of Jack Daniels and ranting involved in your, your a- hatred for remakes, and believe me, I enjoyed every last yes. bit of it. Yes. I enjoy your hatred of remakes. But over the years, I've learned to accept remakes, reboots, and prequels and things like that because sometimes, sometimes, they're not all bad. They're not all bad. Later on in the show, I want to talk about an example of why the hell are we doing this? Money. Well, besides the money. I I know the money, money is always the number one thing of why we're doing anything. But again, why are we doing this? Also, cut the crap movie reviews and 
the Wheel of Horror. All of this, and maybe a little bit more, on this episode of Two Guys Talking Horror. Talk about terrifying. On the Two Guys Talking Podcast Network. <laughs> it's a clown! And I'm not laughing. <laughs> I am. Diesel, one of the reasons why I specifically wanted to talk about this topic with you in the studio why with me. Why me? What I do? Because I'm about to tell you why. You didn't oh. do anything. Oh. You and I have a... Uh, we've got some great stories. And one, of, one story involves a trip to the movie theater back when Land of the Dead, George A. Romero's return to the zombie the zombie franchise. It was that the one where uh Big Dead is a zombie Big Daddy was actually John there. John Leg was yeah, he was actually there in the theater. Okay. Uh, Cuz we won tickets, we got free tickets from a, a from radio work. station. From well, work. From our work, but they got them through a radio station. Yeah. So it was, yeah, it was you, me, and your brother Zalen. Yeah. So it was the three of us, and we're watching this movie, and I, you know, I love zombie movies. You got Dennis Hopper, you got John Leguizamo, and it's George A. Romero back behind the camera doing what he does best, zombies. And I enjoyed it very much so. Yes, I mean, it was it, it was, was a different movie. Because he made the zombie, he didn't make them intelligent, but he made them evolve to yes. where this was the movie that proved that there was something left over inside a zombie all just depended on what the zombie was. It was something that he was touching upon back in Day of the Dead with Bub. How Bub, the zombie, was able to remember parts of his past yes. life. You know, he, he was a soldier and he could load a gun, things like that. And salutes. And salute, yes. So, not a lot of people liked the movie. They had mixed mixed reviews. I absolutely love the movie. And there's this part. There's not all part, of it. There's, a, there's this one damn part. I'm not really afraid of clowns, but... When those clowns want to devour your flesh, then I've got a problem. So there's a scene in the movie. It's about halfway through the movie, and there's this kid. It's 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 this kid. He's he's kind of waiting there to get a response from they're they're holding stuff. Rant. Blah blah blah. Who cares? All of a sudden, he gets attacked by zombies, and one of them is a damn clown. And in the theater, I actually blurted out, "It's a clown." You do realize you. I don't think you remember this, but when you did that, yeah. you grabbed my arm and gave it a really good squeeze. I wasn't expecting a clown <laughs> zombie. Okay, it just it was. I between, wasn't expecting a between, clown zombie. Between the listen to your voice. It's a deep voice. It it's is a man, deep voice. It's, it's, a, a, it's manly a manly voice. voice. And out of nowhere, from this clown. from this manly voice, I hear all of a sudden there is a shrieking girl grabbing my arm. It's a clown. Yes, there is. And a apparently, there's a the shrieking of, girl inside. And me. also, uh, at the end of it, there was also a British accent because clown. That's what yeah, you said. Yeah, I, I have a little shrieking British girl inside me when I get. Scared. And you left a pretty good bruise on my arm now. I a apologize couple of days. for that. Well, <laughs> you know what? I've I've paid for it because anytime a clown shows up anywhere, <laughs> it doesn't even matter if it's a horror movie. Diesel will look at me and go, "It's a clown." Mockingly, and and I've had to live with that forever. So and you're, again, live, and you're going to keep living for it. I will continue <laughs> to live with that. But but that's I, I told you that story, folks, so that we could get into the really scary stuff. Because I don't know if you've been paying attention, but there is some sort of clown epidemic going on uh, in some of the southern states. Oh my God! It's invasion of the killer clowns. 
and you know what? If they were alien clowns, I'd get that. But this, this is, this is, this is. How do you true. know they're alien? I, well, mm. okay, I don't. But I'm pretty sure that they're not. It started in the southern states, uh, reached up into our neck of the woods, uh, the the Missouri Illinois area, and uh, it it's reached the West Coast and has even started popping up over in Great Britain of all places. What we have here is uh, what looked like was going to be an isolated incident where in a wooded area behind an apartment complex in Greenville, South Carolina, there were some children reporting that they were seeing clowns or people dressed as clowns in the wooded area trying to beckon them in to the woods (laughs) by showing them candy and even showing them bags of money. Now, that right there... I'm not a parent, but I am an uncle. So already, I my spidey sense is tingling, going, "Whoa, this is this is bad news." Now, of course, uh, police were called, multiple sightings by by adults as well. But the cops go back there, and they can't really find anything that points to oh, bad evil clowns trying to grab children. But again, like I said, they keep their eyes open. Well, now it it starts spreading. It's actually spread to North Carolina, Georgia, Alabama, Illinois, Missouri, California, just to list a few. But this is kind of creeping me out. It's clowns, man. Clowns. It's supposed to be happy, fun time at the circus. And I love the fact that horror movies have taken something so innocent and turned it into something horrifying, as you do, but seems like these these wackadoos are taking something innocent twisting it into nefarious purposes we, again we don't know what they want but Actually, it seems like all they wanted to they're up to no good it seems like they're up to no good it, it's making me go back to um the brothers Grimm. oh seven questions with yeah. the brothers Grimm. Yeah, yeah 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 we were uh when we asked one of the questions was what scares us now? Right, yeah. Today. And Jason's answer was... Basically, the, the evil that men do. The real, yeah, here's the real thing, evil. Now, yeah. here's the thing about that. We can't have serial killers like there was in the 60s. Ed Gein, Ted Bundy. Okay? Because now we live in the digital age of where everyone has a camcorder in their hand, in their pocket. Cameras are everywhere. Everything is being recorded. So, true, the true. thing about crime and criminal minds is... Along with technology, so do they evolve. This is probably these wackadoos thinking, okay, well, you can't use white vans with nothing on them anymore. They're looking out for those, or they're looking out for this. Oh, let's use clowns. Nobody would see that coming. I think that's what it is, and it's scary. Well, it's definitely something that is spreading because now, as you said, the digital age, there's Facebook pages. Some of these clowns have created Facebook pages, Facebook accounts, and are actually telling people, telling the world, where they plan on striking. And some of them are targeting schools. Now, that right there, also another big bad no, 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 you don't target schools. We've had enough problems with school at, at schools. Yes. Way too many problems over the last two decades at schools. The other thing We is, don't need clowns attacking people going to and from school. The need for fame is so desperate. Maybe that's probably what this is. People are trying to be famous for something, and they figure, you know what, I'm going to be famous for... Be famous for being a creepy killer clown, yeah. Yes. I, and you know what? That could also be one of the reasons why some of these people are doing that. But there are 
some other theories. Right. And again, this is one that has not been uh, confirmed nor denied, but it's it, out there. It's out there now, and it's a possibility, and that's why we're going to talk about it. Rob Zombie currently has a new film called Thirty One. I haven't heard of this one. This uh, well, you, you've been staying away from trailers, so you, you've gone under the radar. He also has a new album that is out. So there's new music from Rob Zombie, which has new music videos, and he's got a new movie. So a lot of new stuff from Rob Zombie. But in his m new movie, 31, basically it's a bunch of psychotic circus folk, including clowns, who capture people and put them through combat torture stuff. But there are a lot of officials, none of them really confirming nor denying again, like I said, but there are some officials that are actually saying that some of these sightings could actually be tied to a guerrilla marketing campaign for his film. Also, a remake of the uh, Stephen King film, It, has completed filming as well. And some believe that these clown sightings are also related to promoting that project as well. If that's true, wow. I, I, in, the, in this day of digital marketing and things like that, I don't understand why you would need to go in that direction to try to promote a movie. I, I, but, I'm, wow. Honestly, bad taste. In my opinion, it's a bit of bad taste. Like I said, and or I, it, I, it, there's there's a there there is a line. There is a line, and yes. I think it went way over that line. If this is in fact true, now I don't want to believe that you know the creepy clowns that are trying to lure children into the woods are a part of this campaign. I no. don't I don't want to believe that. That is more of a police matter. But if you're if you see a clown walking on the side of the road and you keep on driving, that might be a promotional stunt. For the movie 31. Who knows? Like I said, we, we don't know. It's it's a theory, so we're putting it out there. Uh, and a matter of fact, that's what we'll do. We'll, we'll ask the audience, what do you think? Could this clown epidemic, the, the start of this clown epidemic, be connected to a not very well thought out marketing campaign? Or is it something more, something deep-seated in the human psyche that's that's bubbling to the surface? Let us know. Tell us what you think. Head on over to our website at twoguystalkinghorror.com and let us know what you think. <laughs> the dangers of trailers, and not just during a tornado. So we talked about this in the preamble. Trailers can be misleading which could be a good thing or a bad thing. Right. Uh, sometimes trailers are downright deceitful, and then sometimes trailers just give way too much away of the plot. Okay. I, like I told you recently, I went on what I like to call a media blackout. Because, okay, media blackout. Because, Why? Why did you go on a media blackout? Because it got to the point to where I would see so many trailers for a movie and it would be a movie that I really want to see, so then I go to the theater or I go see or I see the movie finally. Right. A, I've seen half of the movie, and B, all I'm doing is waiting for the great scene that was in the trailer to show up, and mm -hmm. I'm not really paying attention to anything else in the movie. I miss too much, or I'm just disappointed altogether because I've been exposed to too much. Right. The element of surprise is gone. The whole point of going to see a movie to yes. not know what's going on has been spoiled for you because the trailers have shown too much. Yeah. So I've, I totally understand why you were going on a media blackout. Even though I am on a media blackout, I mean, I still 
see some. Right. And there and you know, if it's a real if it's a movie I know I want to see, I'll avoid it like the plague. Right. But otherwise, I enjoy watching horror trailers because A, I know I'm not going to see all of them. Mm-hmm. And B, I just enjoy them. I just I love horror, hence why we're doing the doing the podcast. But an example, Cabin in the Woods. Did not expect that type of movie. Well, and that is that is one of the examples of a film that did not blow its wad during the trailer. Because basically all you were given in that first original trailer was well, this was a it's a horror movie. It's it's actually an a typical horror movie. Right. It's a bunch of twenty somethings going to a cabin in the woods and they're getting picked off. And they're making all the bad horror movie mistakes. But it's from Joss Whedon. So you're like, there's got to be something more to this. And sure, hell enough, you watch that movie. I I stayed away from the movie because I was like, eh, I don't need to see this quick. I'll see it eventually. But everybody was talking about it. I was like, I don't want to know. I'll watch it. Fine, fine, fine. I'll watch it. Actually, I ended up buying the movie two weeks before it was placed on Netflix. So, (laughs) I'm the sucker there. But the thing was, I watched the movie. I was blown away. And you didn't regret the purchase. I did not regret the purchase. That was an example of a trailer actually doing a good job of of making you think about the movie, but not ruining the movie. Make you think about it to the point to where it's, hmm... Okay, we've seen every single type of horror movie. We've seen this movie in the 80s. Many times with Jason. Why are they doing this? Hmm, why are they doing this? Hmm, something's well, up. There's some people that could say that the trailer to Jason X was better than the movie itself. I myself feel that Jason X was a cinematic masterpiece. It was the feel-good comedy of the year when it came out. I saw that movie <laughs> in the theater. Uh, instead of going to see Sam Raimi's Spider-Man for a fifth time, I decided to take some of my buddies to go and see Jason X, and I did not regret it. But again, it, there are some people that believe that the trailer, just the trailer to that movie, is all you need to see. You do not need to put yourself through the 90 minutes that is that movie. I, I disagree. It had one of my favorite kills in it. The face in the, uh, liquid, the nitrogen. liquid nitrogen. That is a great kill. Absolutely a great kill. Completely agree with you. He still got it. Well, uh, some more examples of trailers that were misleading. The newest Godzilla. Oh, God. The newest Godzilla film uh, back in 2014. And I hope you get this. Why are you growling? You did not like the trailer or the movie? The movie. Really? Why, why didn't you like the movie? What was wrong with the movie? It wasn't a Godzilla movie! Eh. Godzilla was barely in the, it wasn't even about Godzilla it was about the people and, I'm, and I don't see a Godzilla movie for people well, I again, see Godzilla for that's why the trailer was misleading it gave you this sense that Brian Cran and again if you haven't seen the movie I don't know why you're what have you been doing go see the damn movie but spoiler alert the trailer makes you feel like it's going to be Brian Cranston versus Godzilla throughout this whole movie and they show great little snippets of Godzilla but you don't get like full blown images and I was very grateful for that I don't want to I don't want the wad to be shot during the trailer I want to be surprised when I get to see Godzilla in all of his glory yes I agree that the film was very heavy on the human element I think if we took maybe about 20 minutes of the human element away 
and gave that back to monster on monster destruction. Right. I think I would have enjoyed it even more. I liked it as a a reboot of the franchise and because the the final act it paid off. You finally got the Godzilla movie that you wanted in those last twenty five minutes, but it took you almost an hour and forty minutes to get to that point. Yes, but again, trailer totally misleading. Another example of misleading trailers. Alien 3, 92. Oh, Alien 3, back in 1992. This was the movie that was cursed from the very beginning. Because when they started promoting the film, the teaser trailer that was released was based off of a script that didn't even get shot. The trailer... Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. And we'll have links to all of these trailers on our website at twoguystalkinghorror.com, so you'll be able to check them out. So the teaser trailer starts off, you got this deep voice, and there's this void, it's space, and you know, there's the egg again, and, and stuff's going, and like, in 1979, you were told that no, in space, no one can hear you scream. Uh, on what? Earth, everyone will hear you scream. Yes, the teaser trailer made you believe that Alien 3 was taking place on Earth. And is that what happened? Oh no! no that Not, that, is, that is nowhere near what happened with that travesty of a movie. I own all the Alien really? films. Alien Three is oh my god! That is a horrible film because it suffers from so many behind the scenes boo boos. The one thing I liked about it was, to me, it felt bare bones. No weapons whatsoever. They had to figure out what, what they had, how to kill this alien. It wasn't a bunch of them. It was just one. It showed how frightening one is, how one alien and how deadly one single alien still is. Yeah, well, they already showed that in the first movie. Right, but it was a reminder. And this time, they took away everything. They he, She was in a prison. Yeah, I get it. The, this, is, this is one of those films where the director actually disowned the movie. Because the studio got involved so much, wanting re-edits, rewrites, and things like that. It's 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 one of those films that suffers from studio involvement. Okay. And one of these days, it may get a footnote in a perspective review from us, but we're never, I refuse, I will never do a perspective review of Alien 3. It, 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 I have to be drunk to be able to watch that movie. And I love Charles Dutton. <laughs> and don't worry, we'll, we'll, uh, as a matter of fact, I can make that happen. Just give me some Jack. We'll make that happen. But the biggest example that I found of a trailer being completely misleading to the film, uh, you have you got to go back all the way to the eighties. Vampires Kiss, nineteen eighty eight, starring Nicolas Cage and Jennifer Beals. This was a movie where it's it's even advertised a comedy. It's a horror comedy, and the trailer that was released makes you feel like it's. A comedy. But this movie is anything but a comedy. I put Vampire's Kiss on par with psychological thrillers like American Psycho. Mm. That's uh, a good one. It, it is a good one. And here's the thing. Nicolas Cage gets reamed constantly for his performance in Vampire's Kiss because it is so over the top. The problem is, is that when people watch it, they're expecting a vampire comedy like uh, Once Bitten. But, but Vampire's Once Kiss, with, uh, Once Bitten, Jim Carrey, that, that is a vampire comedy. Okay. Vampire's Kiss, anything but. This is a, a slow descent into madness. 
And personally, anybody that thinks that Nicolas Cage does not know how to do crazy before he did Leaving Las Vegas, uh, check out Vampire's Kiss because that movie, it's actually kind of uncomfortable to watch at points in times because you don't know whether you should laugh or if you should really be concerned. And therein lies the problem with misleading, overwhelming, and underwhelming trailers. Okay, now before we move on, let me ask you one quick question. Okay. How it misled you. Were you disappointed? Do you regret watching the movie? I do not regret watching the movie. I regret that before knowing what it was, I didn't care about seeing the movie. I did not want to watch a vampire comedy starring Nicolas Cage. Didn't didn't care to to watch it at all. Until I found out that it was a deeper film. I'm like, oh, all right, fine. I'll start it. I'll start the movie. I'll watch the first 10, 15 minutes. And I kept on questioning myself. And I'm like, am I really watching this? Is is, is this movie for real? It's a much deeper movie. So if you haven't seen it, or if you remember seeing it and always refer to it as that vampire comedy with Nicolas Cage, well, then you don't really remember it. Because it's not a vampire comedy starring Nicolas Cage. It's more of a psychological thriller starring Nicolas Cage. At Personally speaking, this is, this is some of his outlandish, I'm not saying it's his best, but it's definitely some of his most outlandish work. But yeah, again, you can see all of these misleading trailers in the show notes for this episode at our website over at twoguystalkinghorror.com. Uh, again, just a few examples of the damage misleading trailers can do. <laughs> if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Just remake it. <sighs> I really hate when Hollywood does this. Because it seems that horror, the horror genre specifically, is the most ripe for the picking of remakes just for monetary profit. I, I do not know a lot of regular films that have been remade constantly. They're, they're out there. There's a lot of them out there. But horror is the genre to go and do that. Because you know you can make money. Horror always sells. doesn't matter if it's good or bad. It's always going to sell. Now, normally, uh, uh, live and let live, that's fine. Some horror remakes are good. Most of them are crappy. But when you start messing around with something that is perfectly fine and doesn't need to be messed with, that's when I'm going to start taking a bit of a stand against it. And something that happened this week, it was announced that there's going to be a new reanimator film. To hell you say. To hell I do say. Here's the problem. If, any, if you know anything about the reanimator series, it stars Jeffrey Combs as Dr. Herbert West. Now, as a child, my mother's boyfriend slash fiance, he loved horror movies. And actually, the, the, the worse the movie was, the better. And, of course, I was not necessarily allowed to see these movies. You can see a nasty movie. A nasty movie, yes. Technically, <laughs> I shouldn't have watched nasty movies. But I still did. There, there, there were ways. There were strings that were be able to pull, corners that were able to be cut. And I was still able to see some films that I probably shouldn't have watched at an early age as I did. Reanimator was one of them. 
because there's sorry, a lot uh, of. Well, how old were you when you watched Reanimator? How old was I? Oh man! Uh, just off the top of your head. Off uh, the top of my head, I was probably at least six, seven years old. Yeah, no, you shouldn't have been watching. I Reanimator. should not have been watching. Now, I, I grew up to be a well-adjusted adult. I pay my taxes. I go to work. I kiss my wife. I'm a well-adjusted human being who just happens to love some pretty twisted shit. Reanimator is one of them. Now, there have been three films. Reanimator, back in 1985. Then we were blessed with a sequel, Bride of Reanimator, in 1989. And then a surprise third film, Beyond Reanimator, in 2003. All three of these films starring Jeffrey Combs as Dr. Herbert West. So there's me and all of the Reanimator fans who have been brought up to believe that Herbert West is Jeffrey Combs. And Jeffrey Combs is Herbert West. Exactly. You, you can't have one without the other. It's kind of like Freddy Krueger, Robert England. Exactly. Kane Hodder and Jason Voorhees. Yeah, just like that. Well, evidently, somebody doesn't give a damn. Because now a, a new film, Reanimator Evolution, is about to come out in the winter of 2017. Not starring Jeffrey Combs. It's actually supposed to be a more modern retelling of the original H.P. Lovecraft story that the Jeffrey Combs film was loosely based upon. So your excuse, your excuse is, oh, we're going to remake it, but we're going to make it more like the original source material that it's based off of. But you're modernizing it. So it's not going to be based off of the source material. Because you're modernizing it. You you realize they're using the name and legend of H.P. Lovecraft as their excuse to say, oh, no, but see, it's H.P. Lovecraft. That means it's going to be good. No. Sometimes it's best to just leave it alone. That's it. Sometimes. Sometimes it is best to leave it alone. There are a lot of fans that were hoping that a fourth film in the Jeffrey Combs universe would have eventually come out by now, but sadly, that doesn't seem to be happening. And what really looks to be happening with this this reanimator evolution movie seems to me is more of name recognition from a franchise. You've already got a popular franchise with the reanimator films that starred Jeffrey Combs, and now you're going to put out a movie, you're calling it reanimator, or at least part of your title is reanimator, and you're going to get fans excited. Ooh, Reanimator. I loved those movies. Is this a new one? Well, guess what? It is a new one, but it's a brand new one. They're saying, screw everything that you know about Reanimator. This is the new Reanimator. And you're going to like this better because it's got the name, but it's all different. Uh, no, I'm sorry. I, I have to put my foot down there. Uh, it's the exact same thing that they did with Ghostbusters. This newest Ghostbusters movie that came out, which everybody was everybody was really hoping was a continuation of what came before. Great. This is this would be great. Four females running their own franchise of the Ghostbusters. And they're busting ghosts. Okay, cool. I can totally dig that. As long as you respect what came before. And that's not what we got. We got a movie that kind of gave the middle finger to the original movies and decided to do whatever they wanted 
and just called the movie Ghostbusters. And that's what they're doing here with Reanimator Evolution. And I'm just, I'm, I'm not a happy camper. I, I just needed to kind of vent about that. I'm not a happy camper. And this is where I have to ask the audience. Audience, would you prefer Jeffrey Combs to return in the role of Dr. Herbert West in a fourth Reanimator film? Or are you intrigued by the franchise rebooting and restarting with the Reanimator Evolution? Let us know by going over to our website at twoguystalkinghorror.com. Fill out the web form on the right and let us know. Or head on over to Twitter and you can find us at 2GTHorror and let us know there as well. You know, Diesel, all this talk of, of, of remakes and reboots, especially ones that just really don't need to exist, it's got me... It's got me a little flustered. I think uh, I think what we need is we need to take a whiskey? break. <laughs> whiskey? Bourbon? I think what we need to do is take a break, and hopefully we can calm down, and we'll be right back. Talk about Wouldn't it be cool if your advertising could last forever? It can with perpetual advertising. Here's how it works. Unlike TV or radio ads where every instance the ads are broadcast, they're only played once and lost forever. Perpetual advertising could have repeat exposure and replayability weeks, months, and even years after they're inserted in a podcast. So even if a podcast is a few years old, your ads will still be impactful to repeat listeners as well as new listeners. This gives your advertising dollar the most bang for the buck. Find out more about perpetual advertising at twoguystalking.com forward slash sponsors. Everyone loves a sexy woman running around with guns shooting zombies. The only way people could love it more is if instead of it only being inside of a video game, Resident Evil, it was inside a feature film on the luscious, gargantuan silver screen. Don't miss the versus machine comparison review of Resident Evil, the video game, versus Resident Evil, the movie. Only from the versus machine. Don't get bit and head over to versusmachine.com. That's versusmachine.com. Thought about a career in voiceover? Need a great cost-effective on-hold message for your organization or business? Don't know where to start? Check out The Voice Farm, your one-stop shop for voiceover needs. Check it out now by accessing The Voice Farm at voicefarmers.com and see what difference can be made with a company that is truly outside the box. From The Voice Box, voicefarmers.com. That's voicefarmers.com. Don't miss the next episode of the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast, a complete, detailed, and always educational review of the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. on ABC. Speaking the language of violence. You got me. It's a tiny little throwaway line that I'm certain nobody really thought two, two times about. I love it. I love it. The way that someone that has superpowers often acts and acts out is through the language of violence. I love that. It, it, that, that is probably somewhere in the hallmarks of the Brotherhood of Mutants Bible. Look, the humans will not listen to Homo Superior, so we must speak the language of violence. I can hear Magneto saying those words, 
And I love it. I, I, I love that what we have to resort to is what we are better at, which is violence, period. Yeah, basically, it's, it, it's a different way of saying actions are louder than words. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And violent actions are definitely louder than yeah. words. Yeah. All that and more on the next episode of the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast. Find it all now at agentsofshield.tv. That's agentsofshield.tv. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, boys and ghouls, to Two Guys Talking Horror. Talk about terrifying. On the Two Guys Talking Podcast Network. So I'm feeling a little bit better. I'm uh, a bit more calm. Sadly, I feel feel another rant about to come on because it is time for a Cut the Crap movie review. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> on today's cut the crap movie review i want to tell you about a film called they're watching mm-hmm. ever heard of it no know nothing about it no okay well Come I'm on a- with it. i am about to enlighten you here is the synopsis from the imdb page for they're watching the renovation of an old house in a village somewhere in eastern europe will bring the crew of an American home improvement TV show up against superstitions, misunderstandings, and bloody violence. Hmm. I'm intrigued. It sounds interesting, but here's the thing. Had I read that before watching the movie, I would have passed. I would have totally passed. Here's the thing. I walked into this movie not knowing a thing about it. All I know is that Netflix told me, because you watch such and such, you might also enjoy this. And there's, they're watching. And usually, not all the time, usually, Netflix doesn't steer me wrong. And I like to point out to all of our listeners that Netflix does not pay me to say its name. I cut the cord long ago where cable was concerned. I only use Netflix, Hulu, and Amazon Prime. That's how I watch my shows and my movies. I don't cater to no cable television and stuff like that it's very free so netflix usually doesn't steer me wrong i start watching this film and it it really is it's it's a it's a found footage type movie already a strike against it definitely in your (laughs) for for you diesel i know you are not a fan of the found footage and it starts off the first 30 seconds of the movie is is death and destruction, people being killed. And then it you, you, it takes you back. And it's a home improvement show. One of those reality home improvement shows where it's, hey, we're going to fix up this crappy house. Move that bus. But only it's, it's designed for European travel. It's an American, goes to the, uh, the, the middle of nowhere Europe to buy a house. It's not even a country named <laughs> Moldavia, I think is Germany, the name of the Poland, country. It's, it's I, I want to say that it's it's on the border of the of of Asia and Europe. So you've got the Russian Bulgarian type kind of, thing. of a yeah, yeah exactly. Everybody okay. has everybody has an accent and they love their vodka. Okay, there we go. Just yeah. So it's an American film crew 
filming stuff in this teeny tiny town nobody's ever heard of because this woman, this American, has bought a house there. And what happens is is that you know they, they filmed the stuff of her buying the house, looking at the house, buying the house. Then they come back six months later to see what she's done because it's supposed, it's supposed to be a renovation show. The first, after after the kill, after this kill, the 30, first 30 seconds, this, this kill happens, and you're like, ooh, okay, bad things are happening here in Europe. You get a piece of this show to the girl going around looking for a house. And then after that, it cuts to the crew with their cameras always rolling. There's a, the big red flag right there. Why are we always rolling? And you get to know some of the characters because they constantly have their cameras rolling. But this town is very secretive. It, it seems that it has a mysterious past. And this mysterious past revolves around a witch who used to kill children. So the townsfolk killed the witch. So they're very superstitious about outsiders. Okay, so it gives you that creepy European vibe, very similar to how hostile made you not want to go outside of the continental United States. <laughs> no. The problem that I found, and I, I watched this movie, and I'm like, for found foot, for a quote-unquote found footage movie, I expected worse. The acting was decent. I mean, nobody's going to win any awards here, but all of your characters were pretty much standard. Nobody went out of their way to try and uh, give me an Academy Award-winning performance, but I wasn't expecting one. You, It was real enough. The problem is is that the ending, the last 20 minutes of the movie, goes off the rail. And there's special effects, and wacky things are happening. And again, I don't want to give anything away, but the movie changes to where it's no longer what it once was. It's this psychedelic cuckoo show. And then it ends, credits roll, <laughs> and I notice there on Netflix, it, 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 the, ver the first thing that uh, it, it references... It's not a horror movie. It's a comedy. It's a comedy horror thriller. And I'm like, what? Wait, what? That makes no sense. What? So then I did some more research. And everywhere else, it's comedy horror thriller. This goes into what we've talked about on this episode, Diesel, how things can be misleading. I felt that I was watching a found footage movie about Americans in a strange European town falling under witchcraft and the supernatural and bad things are going to happen. I come to find out that I'm actually watching a comedy satire that's supposed to be wacky and cuckoo for the ending. It sounds like a shepherd's pie of a movie. Yes, and I feel I feel cheated. I feel lied to because it didn't come out and tell me what I was supposed to be watching. Now, it may be my fault because I didn't look into it. I just jumped into this movie thinking, oh, okay. Because sometimes that pays off. Sometimes it does. Here's the thing. The fact that the whole gimmick of this show was a home improvement show, I was actually intrigued by that because I've never seen that before. You've seen all kinds of other things with the found footage stuff. My wife enjoys watching those home improvement shows. So... The simple fact that we've got a horror movie that's kind of revolving around that, I was like, oh, okay, you're kind of poking fun at something that's topical, but that's what horror's supposed to do. That's why I stuck with watching the movie. I didn't, had I realized that that was part of the comedy angle, I wouldn't have watched this movie. If it was a comedy angle, why was there a kill in the beginning of it? Exactly, and there's some brutal 
kills in this movie. This movie does not shy away from from blood and gore. It just takes you a little while to get to it. Like I said, that ending turns into something else. So I did have a review of the film before I did my research. I was actually just going to give this a one star because the story was interesting enough, but the execution just went off the rails half the time. But then after doing my research and realizing what I saw... I have to give the filmmakers a little bit more credit because they fooled me. I was fooled. And the thing was is that I didn't get the joke until later on. So there's a little <laughs> a little egg on my face because I didn't realize this was supposed to be a joke. So I had to change my review. And it's still a one star. Ha, ha, see? Misled ya. Totally misled ya. It only passes a little bit on story, the acting is pretty much the only good thing about this movie. The acting is actually good. The execution, I'm sorry. I've seen better found footage movies from... Paranormal Activity. Paranormal Activity. Hell, give me the Blair Witch Project. The, give, the original one? The original. Give me Cloverfield. Yeah. They're watching one-star review. If you have the need... If you have Why the is it need, called They're Watching? Because the, town, the townsfolk, they're always watching these Americans with the cameras. Okay. Yeah. So if you're in the mood for a comedy horror thriller, I'm telling you right now, it's a comedy horror thriller. Know this before you start watching the movie so that you don't feel stupid you know afterwards like I did. If you don't mind, and when we come to those, I'm pretty sure there'll be more of those in the future. Yeah. We, can we just call them Shepherd's Pie? Shepherd's Pie films? All yes. Right. Yeah, sure. That's fine. Shepherd's Pie Films. I just made it. There you go. You've, it's a thing. It's definitely a thing. It's a th right here. Get it trending. Hashtag Shepherd's Pie Films. Shepherd's Pie Horror. Hashtag Shepherd's Hashtag. Pie Horror. Look at that. We're And now, hopefully, someday we'll trend. <laughs> and now, it's time for the Wheel of Horror. Now, as I explain. <laughs> what the hell? There's no cackling at the Wheel of Horror. Don't cackle at my Wheel of Horror, Diesel. So as I explained once before, I built this 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 great giant wheel because I love game shows. And I wanted it to be very reminiscent of Wheel of Fortune and the showcase showdown when, you know, Bob Barker and the do -do 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 go for the carry. dollar, go for the dollar. Sadly, I built it so big that it would not fit into the studio. So... Because the show must go on, I uh, I created this app. The Wheel of Horror is this app. So let's remind the folks what is on the wheel. All right. On the wheel, we have Tune In or Tune Out, where we talk about horror television. Okay. We've got Bloody Book Reports, where we talk about, yes, that's right, books. There's these things that are still put out, people, that made are of made paper. of paper. Yes, not it, not downloaded the, and things yes, like that. Yes, you have to you open it. It's something you can put in your hand. Something and you hold. can put in your hand and hold. You can smell. You, you can you, actually you can kill bugs with and things like that. You can go to a building. There's a building that has a whole bunch of them too. But yes, bloody book report. Then we also have someone else's nightmare. It's where we actually shine a spotlight on somebody else out there in the world that is doing their thing for horror, keeping it real for horror. And then we have this tiny little sliver here, which is all three. There has to be some risk 
There has to be some risk, or it's not or no the reward. wheel. It's no no risk, no reward, and that's why it's called the wheel of horror because it'll be horrifying if we have to do all three of these things. So, are are you ready to to spin that wheel, Diesel? Yeah, let's give it a spin. Ready, let's let's spin that wheel. Now look at it go! Look at it go! There it go! Oh. No whammies! No whammies! No whammies! No whammies! No whammies! Oh! 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 No! No! Wait! 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 wait, wait, wait. Someone else's nightmare. Alrighty. Today's spotlight then on talk about terrifying is going to have to be. Stitched Together Pictures, also responsible for the video series Boots to Reboots. Feeling a theme here, Diesel? Kind of a kind of a theme. Kind of a theme. Kind of. A theme. I, 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 we got a theme going here. It is uh, basically run by Andy, the maniacal cinephile. All right. After an outburst at a movie theater left him disfigured by nachos and scalding hot cheese from the concession stand. They should warn you about that. They should. Andy was sent to a mental hospital. After 10 years, Andy has been released and horrified that all of his favorite movies have been remade. Join him and his multiple personalities, Good Andy and Evil Andy, as they cross each remake off of the list and determine if it deserves the boot. Not the reboot, just the boot. And it's a literal boot. He will take a giant boot, he will put it on his foot, and he will smash the movie to shards if it deserves the boot. I like Andy. And it's not just horror, though. Andy actually reviews all remakes. It just so happens that the majority of the remakes that Hollywood have do- has done are horror. horror. And Andy has this great style about his videos. His videos actually flow into each other. There's a larger story being told. Besides his review of the original and remake side to side, there's also other things going on. Uh, it's very they're, they're very creative. Uh, rated R humor, folks, just just to warn you. You don't want to watch this with the uh, with the kids under the age of 13. There's It's a nasty review. <laughs> But uh, uh, definitely, definitely you need to check him out. We will have all the links to Stitch Together Pictures and Boots to Reboots, and specifically Andy. He's, he's everywhere. He's got his own website. He's got the YouTube channel. He's on the Twitter. He's on Facebook. Like I said, we'll have all of those links over at our website at twoguystalkinghorror.com so that you can give him a, a look Again, these these videos, I, I binged them mostly in a couple of days when I discovered him, and I go back every now and then to to just rewatch some of the his wacky antics. And uh, as a filmmaker, also, I find his take on things very cinematic. He's he knows what he's doing, and he also does current movie reviews as well. Hey, he has a flair for the dramatic. You would think? he has a big flair for the dramatic, and like I said. Oh, no wonder you can relate to him. I, I can. I actually i am very envious. He's, he does a wonderful job, and uh, I think everybody who listens to our show should go and check out his show as well. And FYI, thanks for listening to our show. Well, yes, everybody, thank you so much for listening to our show. And that is our 
someone else's nightmare spotlight for this episode. Andy, the maniacal cinephile on Boots to Reboots from Stitch Together Picks. You know, Diesel, I, I really don't know how I feel. This this Usually after a podcast, I feel better. I feel like I've gotten a lot of anger and negativity about things off of my chest, but I, I, I feel like I'm carrying a lot still. You know what? You know what? It, it, it's still, it, you know, you're not the only one. It's, I, it's still in your gut. It, it's, you it's feel right, it festering? It, it's, it, it's in there. It's it's turning. It's churning, and it's not a good turn like good butter. No, it's bad. It's, it, it's, it's bad. It's bad. It's bad, it's bad butter. And I mean, so it, it's cottage it, cheese. It's turned cottage cheese. Man, I don't. You can call it what you want, but all I know is it's something dead. Well, then I think what you and I need to do is go and get some Mylanta and maybe watch something that doesn't suck to make us feel a little bit better. So, until next time, everybody, I'm your host, Nicholas J. Hearn. And I am your co-host, Diesel Adams. And remember, folks, don't be afraid of the dark. Be afraid of what's in the dark. Congratulations. You've survived this episode of Two Guys Talking Horror. We hope you were entertained and informed by our program. Take what you have learned and pass it on to your family and friends. It may just save their lives someday. Have questions? Comments? Suggestions for a future episode? Visit our website at twoguystalkinghorror.com. Click anywhere on the right-hand side and fill out our short web form. It's the easiest way to interact with the hosts. Beware of monsters, creatures, and all things that go bump in the night. And keep telling yourself, it's only a podcast. It's, it's only, only a podcast. podcast. It's only a podcast. It's, it's only, only a podcast. podcast. It's only a podcast. It's, it's only a podcast.
it, I, I have to be drunk to be able to watch that movie. And I love Forrest Whitaker. No. Charles Dutton. Thank you. I love, I got my black guys mixed up again. I love Charles How Dutton. How dare you, sir? Insert the tone. Well, see, I knew he was standing. I knew, I knew he was standing there because I saw him walk in the door. Wait. I'm good. I'm good. I'm Canadian. Well, this is true. He is Canadian, so. He gets... We're neighbors then because I'm from the Great White North. See, there you go. <laughs> when I came in, you guys are incredibly light. I dialed up the sound a little bit. If you're at we a were good light? Point, really? If you're at a good stopping point. Because we did all, like a five minute sound check where we had a conversation and everything looked good. Yeah. Okay, a little sound for me. Tall teeth, super socks, horrible hair. Bulbous bouffant, macadamia, yeah, spatula, <laughs> gazebo, great grandmother spatula, <laughs> Odin's beard. All right, so do, do you want me to sit idly? Do you... Let me know if he's behind me. <laughs> Don't turn around. <laughs> All right. Uh, My breath is caught. My pulse is fine. I might actually put that, you getting scared by him, as the uh, the Easter egg at the end of this episode. You know what? That's fine. I, I'll, I'll live you heard it. the Easter egg at the yeah. end of the Bones yeah, Grimlin? Yeah, the Ghostbusters one. Yeah. Okay. All right. 